This is KUT 90.5. I'm Nathan Bernier. Texas has the highest rate of people without health insurance in the country. And the next person we're going to talk to is putting a lot of time and energy trying to enact proposals to address that, despite facing a pretty uphill battle, being a Democrat running for statewide office in Texas. Candidate for Lieutenant Governor Mike Collier, thanks for coming to KUT. Thank you. So almost 9% of people in Texas have no health insurance, highest rate in the country. What's your proposal to fix that? Well, I think there's two things that we need to do. Uh, First of all, uh, we need to expand Medicaid. I I like to think of it as closing the coverage gap because we can design that system however we like. But there's a million or two million people that would benefit from this and the federal government would pay for it. And the fact that we aren't doing it strikes me as fiscally really stupid. And I'm a CPA and that's where I'm coming from. And then also just getting healthy Texans to sign up to get covered. The, The rate is is declining. There are about 8% fewer Texans signed up in 2018 versus 17. The rate is continuing to decline. It's because the federal government is no longer spending in terms of public awareness or facilitating sign-up on the exchange. That's really bad for everybody. So we need to do those two things, expand Medicaid and then have our own program to get Texans to sign up for insurance. Republicans who oppose Medicaid expansion argue that the trajectory of Medicaid overall is not sustainable. More than half a trillion dollars a year out of the federal budget and growing, and that they say expanding would make it worse. Uh, It's a great program. The federal government will pay 90% of the cost. Texas will pay 10% of this cost. That's roughly a billion dollars for us, nine billion from the federal government. And for every dollar that we spend, we get back more than a dollar in tax revenues. So it's a very, very good deal for Texas. This concern that it might go away, that concern is no longer there. I mean, the Republicans in Washington tried to take it away. They didn't because Texans want it. They want it very badly. And we've been sitting around, we've lost $40 billion into the state, wasting time sitting around thinking about it. It's time to act. There may be a lot of people listening to you right now who agree with you, but maybe doubt your ability to win statewide office. No Democrat has been elected to statewide office since 1994. In the last election, the Republican Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick beat Democrat Leticia Vandepute by almost 20 points. It was like 58% to 39. How are you as a Democrat going to win statewide office? You do face tremendous odds. You must acknowledge that. Well, it's been 25 years since one of us won, but people are really unhappy. Let's talk about what they're unhappy about, and let's talk about what Dan Patrick has done or not done. They're very, very unhappy about school funding. I mean, school funding is a disaster. Property taxes, as we've discussed, they're very unhappy about. Access to health care, people are very, very unhappy about that. Look at school safety, all right? So we've had a disaster that we've dealt with, and it's come to our state. Sadly, it's come to our state. What are they doing about it? They aren't doing anything about it. Look at mental health. What has he done in terms of mental health? And what do you get for his not doing anything? You get higher taxes. I don't see how Texans will reelect him for that. You brought up a number of topics there. I want to address one specifically, which is education funding. How do you grow the overall pool of money for schools. Yeah, so there's one thing that must be done immediately. It's the only thing that I pledged to do tax-wise in my first term as lieutenant governor, and there is a loophole in the property tax system. Homeowners are overpaying, small businesses are overpaying, and the owners of large commercial and industrial properties are underpaying their taxes to the tune of $5 billion a year. You know, the Constitution says that you must pay based on market value. If you own a home, you're paying based on market value. That's one of the reasons why taxes are going up, because market values are going up. If you own a home and you're paying taxes on market value, then Valero must pay taxes on the market value of its assets. And they aren't. They're cheating the system. And there's $5 billion a year missing. So the first order of business is to close that loophole. And that is the power of the lieutenant governor. 
But even then, it's only $5 billion. I mean, I say only $5 billion. It's obviously a lot of money. But Texas spends almost $60 billion a year on public education, not including the local property tax dollars. Is $5 billion enough to fix all the problems with education funding in Texas? It's a great start. It's a great start. It will go a long way. What about a statewide income tax? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. We should take it one step at a time. When we close that loophole, that will be a tectonic shift in terms of how we deal with state fiscal policy. And the other thing I hasten to say is closing that loophole is not raising taxes. It's merely enforcing the law, and it must be done. But it will still take resources away from businesses that might have used that money to pay someone's salary or invest. Well, let's talk about that. So big corporations are going to have to put in more money. There's no question about it. They own these properties. They're underpaying their taxes. The other side will say that's not good for job creation, and they don't know what they're talking about. I come from the big corporate world. You know, I was a partner at PricewaterhouseCoopers for a long time. And they have it exactly backwards, Nathan, because what they're doing is taking tax dollars and handing it off to the Fortune 500, the owners of which don't even live in the state. How much of that $5 billion comes from Fortune 500 companies, though? Quite a lot. I can't tell you. I, was, I haven't tried to do the math. All right. But if you think about who, who owns these large commercial industrial properties— it's the large corporations, mostly. Let me ask you really quickly about school safety right. and gun regulations, because you implied the state legislature's not really doing much. The Republican leadership is not leading on this issue. That's right. Would you like to see stricter gun regulations in Texas? Well, I think we need to do two things for school safety. The answer to that is yes, and I'll come to that. We need to do two things. We all know what we need to do. One is we need to allocate more resources so that we have more counselors, trained professionals. We've starved our schools. We've created a dangerous situation, and, and so we need to allocate more resources. I've called for a special session to do that before the start of the next school year. They're Go- delaying. They aren't doing that. So Governor, Abbott, Governor Abbott's plan does include a call for more mental health resources. Well, and, and he's allocated $110 million that he's found from federal money. He's going to add $30 million in the next legislative session. That's $140 million. There's 8,800 schools in the state. You divide that $140 million by 8,000, you don't get enough to hire a single counselor. You get a third of a counselor per school. It is a meaningless gesture designed to delay, I'm sorry to say. It's going to take more money than that so that we have safe schools. And we also must begin to address guns. And the vast majority of Texans agree with me is that we need to do two things. One, background checks that work. And two, red flag laws. And red flag laws are very simply, you know, there's already a process in place so that if you've been convicted of a crime involving a gun or domestic abuse or if you've have had mental illness, there's plenty of reasons why following due process you have to yield your weapons, right? So what red flag law is all about is a, a means of accelerating that, going through a court, making sure that you follow due process. If you think that there's somebody out there that you're worried, they could hurt themselves or they can hurt others, a process in place through the court system so that you can act quickly and temporarily and see if you have a problem on your hands. Those two things. Well, let me ask you about background checks. You said background yeah. checks that work. Uh, do you mean to uh, require background checks for private gun sales? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think I think there's loopholes everywhere. And th- there's a number of different ways that you can achieve this. For example, if you want to sell your gun to somebody, uh, if they have a license to carry, well, that's probably a pretty good in terms of a background check, right? If you have a gun and you want to sell it to somebody and you don't know anything about them, you haven't done your due diligence, then you ought to remain liable for what happens with that gun. And if you don't want to be remain liable for what happens with that gun, then take it through a dealer or have a background check run, or don't sell it, but take responsibility. I mean, the Second Amendment gives us the right to have arms, right? 
That's a right. That's a wonderful right. We must protect that right. Democrats want to protect that right. But with that right comes a responsibility. It's as simple as that. You don't want to touch assault weapons or magazines or anything like that? Well, we should talk about magazines. We should talk about magazines. I mean, law enforcement says that these rapidly repeating rifles, they say what turns those into real dangers is the magazine capacity. So we really should have a conversation. When you say rapidly repeating, do you mean semi-auto or do you mean... Semi-automatic. Semi-automatic that you can squeeze off round after round after round very right. rapidly. What law enforcement So assault, assault you, weapons or modern sporting rifles, whatever you want to call them. What, what law enforcement will tell you is that if it repeats very rapidly and you have a very, very large magazine, you have created a problem that's almost impossible to solve. And I think we should first have a conversation around magazine capacity. What is Most, the correct capacity? Oh, I don't know. I don't have... a. That kind of technical point of view, I can just say from my travels around the state, and I talk to as many Republicans as I do independents, as I do Democrats, the vast majority of Texans say, look, that's the kind of sensible gun policy we should be talking about. Mike Collier is the Democratic candidate for lieutenant governor of Texas. Mr. Collier, thanks for your time. Thank you, Nathan. It was a pleasure. 